you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Helmet. hello everybody welcome back to this third installment of interior design trends for 2024 very excited to be back and reveal a few new things but as you guys know before i launch into some uh, fads that are out and about right now. Before I uh, list off a few more, I wanted to quickly talk about that reflection I had last week of, you know, rather than constantly feeling like you have to change your life and set these goals that sometimes when you've already paved the way, already made your intentions know, you can sit back and kind of let life change you. Well, the things that happen to you, both good, bad, surprising, unexpected, cringy, amazing, will they impact you and send you on these different trajectories that you would have never imagined? Is it possible that you could just let them do that rather than always pushing in the direction of your design? I think that's just an interesting thing to contemplate. And it occurred to me that I have an example of this in my own design life I wanted to share. So for the past year and a half, as long as we've lived here, you know, I've been designing this house somewhat slowly. And the reason is because uh, I knew we were going to be here for a long time. So I wanted to let it evolve. My children were getting older, so I was ready to invest in pieces. They didn't need to be as disposable. I knew that they weren't necessarily going to get colored on, spilled on, etc. So I had my eye open for kind of more interesting things. Additionally, I wanted to mix in some antiques and those you can't just find as you like them. You kind of have to wait for them to pop up on auction sites or at garage sales. And I wanted this to just evolve a little bit, even though I had an intention for each room and I had floor plans for each room. So I knew the functions of each room. I knew the layouts of each room. I just didn't necessarily have those particular pieces yet. Then I found out I was pregnant. And then I was like, wait, maybe it's not time for investment pieces. Wait, maybe I can't have anything with, you know, squared corners or anything glass. Wait, we need to reconsider a lot of things. And that kind of made me freeze up 
for a while. Plus, I was really sick. Plus, I was getting really fat. And then, of course, you know, all the things, all the things. Um, so I had this intention for this room in our house that the previous family had used as a dining room. And it was very clearly a dining room. Only one central light fixture in the middle of this large room that was kind of off to the side. Beautiful stained glass, but really kind of set away. And clearly they had used it for a dining room and it felt like it had that kind of energy. It was just this extraneous room that wasn't necessarily welcoming enough for say a TV room, but it also was just too large for say an office space or something like that. Okay. I buy the chandelier. I buy the dining table. I buy the dining chairs and I buy the perfect rug. And then I realize my kids need a place to play. We don't have a finished basement. And my kids are going over to other kids' houses here in Connecticut. And unlike in Westchester, where all the houses were very small and kids kind of had to figure something out, even the land sizes were very small. So people were more often going to places like, uh, you know, those indoor trampoline gyms or indoor rock climbing places or things like that. Here, people have slightly larger homes and much bigger plots of land, and there's more to do on their compound. Uh, tons of finished basements, tons of indoor activities just for kids. And our house didn't have that. So my children, my son revealed to me that he felt uh, kind of embarrassed to have playdates here because we don't have much to do for kids. So this put a little bee in my bonnet because I want him to feel comfortable. And even though there's no reason he should feel embarrassed, I also don't want them to be bored or just on their phones the entire time. I decided to move the dining table out into the main living area because how many times a year are we really using this formal dining area? And my husband and I decided that for Christmas, we would outfit this room like a game room right? Uh, and then cover the doors with paper so the kids could not see inside the glass doors that have the French, um, the French doors that have the glass panes, excuse me. And so I told the kids that there was a leak in that room in an old house. They believed me. We had workers going in and out, assembling things, hanging things. We went on Wayfair and got an arcade game. I went on Facebook Marketplace and found a used pool table that looked completely new. Then I posted an ad and found a ping pong table topper. Uh, as my husband's surprise for the room, I got a neon sign on Etsy that said Club Helmeth. I mean, we just made this space so fun. And if I would have finished my vision for the room, that intention that I had set out, if I would have continued to impose upon it, I would have missed the fact that life was trying to change me. This house was trying to change me. My family was trying to change me and say, Mom, wait, just because you have this vision for this space, there could be a more fun way to use it. There could be a better way for us to use it rather than just going with what people always do. And we have had so much fun in that game room. Every single night we have family ping pong tournaments for bedtime tuck-in. And it's just been this revelation, this room that we only used a handful of times before, we are now using 
many times a week. Uh, so that was just an example of kind of getting out of your own way. And sometimes your intentions or the path or goals that you've created for yourself aren't ultimately where you need to be as you start heading down that road. Feel free to reevaluate those goals. Don't feel so set or stuck and say, you know, is this path really what I thought it would be? Is this career really what I thought it would be? Do I want to reimagine that? Is this lifestyle really what I want to, what I thought it would be? Or, you know, is there something else that's calling to me? Just stay open is what I'm trying to say. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and the Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. I think I've made that clear. And guys, bear with me. I had a newborn three months ago, and I am still working on being articulate. It's been a long time since I've regularly podcasted, and I can personally tell I'm a little rusty. <laughs> but don't worry. The content's still here because I'm going to segue right here right now into those trends. All right. So something else that we're seeing for 2024 are kitschy kitchens. Now you're saying to yourself, Betsy, I know that you don't like renovations with a ton of personality for resale value. And that's true. Unless you're going to be in your home for a guaranteed 15 to 20 years. And who amongst us can guarantee that in this day and age? Don't be taking huge risks with your backsplash or your floor tiles or even your countertops. It's just too big a leap and financial investment that you may not recoup if you need to resell. But when I say kitschy kitchens, I'm talking about kitchens with um, open shelves that feature some silly tchotchkes. I'm talking about mixing and matching kitchen chairs so that they're different colors, the fabric on them are different patterns. I'm talking about adding playful touches with some nostalgia. Maybe it's a silly cookie jar, right? But that's all the rage these days, having these kitchens with sort of vintage or nostalgic conversation pieces that people can um, look at, you know, that maximalist kind of clutter that also brings about some personality. Uh, now, personally, do I have a kitschy kitchen? The answer is yes. While I do not have the mismatched chairs, that's definitely... Um, 
something that you have to really have a specific vision for. Some of you may know that my house was built by Princess Diana's uncle. And so in our kitchen, we have a little shrine to Princess Diana with a tea towel marking her engagement to Prince Charles with a commemorative Diana plate. And our kitchen hutch has like built-in spotlights and the spotlights are shining down on these Princess Diana mementos. Uh, I also like a few tchotchkes here and there. And then my husband is a big fan of nostalgic toys and things. So much to my chagrin, we have a cookie monster cookie jar. All of this stuff was out in my kitchen before kitsch kitchens were cool. Um, but, you know, sometimes we just add things because they do feel in alignment with our personality or our partner's personality, and not just because they happen to be a trend. But I'm feeling more confident and more um, proud of my maximalist kitchen now that I know that I'm on trend. Another thing that's very on trend right now is vintage lighting. And guys, I have always been a fan of this because unlike vintage upholstered pieces, vintage lighting does not get easily worn out or stained or snagged. So if you have a vintage chandelier or a vintage floor lamp, they're more likely to look fresher longer, to not show their age as much. And I love using things that are both old and new. So a perfect way to incorporate something old that doesn't look tattered or feel a little stale is going with lighting. I love to look on Cherish. I love to look on eBay for these really special pieces that come from other eras. And you all know, I really love AuctionNinja.com. I'm on there at least three times a week. I currently have 10 bids out for different things. I no longer need any light fixtures, but I do have several vintage ones and I just love them. So if you're looking to embrace that Victorian trend that we talked about last week, if you're looking to mix and match those eras like we talked about on Trends Episode 1, uh, then this is definitely the place to bring in some of that other era artifact stuff. There we go. Uh, next thing is artisanal everything. Now, I would say that this trend has been around for a while. People have been really into handcrafted items and really interested in things that look a little homespun. But in 2024, people are taking it even further. You're going to see a ton of folk art, like quilts, like handwoven baskets. You're going to be seeing a lot of wicker goods. Really anything that looks homemade, not just is homemade, but has those kind of imperfections or that kind of hand-hewn quality that you can tell that somebody lovingly made this item versus purchasing it at Pottery Barn. So you're going to want to go looking at those craft fairs. You're going to want to look on Etsy and start purchasing items, usually home accents, uh, that have that hand-hewn quality. 
Another thing that's very popular this year are jewel tones. So in years past, we've seen a big um, turn towards pastels or lighter, more muted hues. We're coming back to those dark, moody colors instead of the baby blue or even the icy um, pinks. We are going to see saturated magentas deep navies. It's very exciting because jewel tones are always where my heart lies, no matter where the trends lead us. But you do want to be careful with jewel tones. They can make a room feel too dark. They can make a space feel a little bit melancholy. So you want to be careful when you're picking out your three colors for that 60, 30, 10, that maybe only one or two of the three would be that deep jewel tone. And then the other one or two would be lighter, more playful or upbeat tones so that you don't get this really visually heavy space. All right, guys, this has been installation three of the 2024 design trends. You're asking yourself, Betsy, when are you getting back to answering those design questions? I have been waiting for you to return from your maternity leave to tell me all about XYZ. Well, guys, send your pictures of XYZ along with your questions. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. There you're going to see a button to fill out a form. It is completely free and you will be hearing my answer to your question on an upcoming episode. So send it in. I can't wait to see what you guys are working on, what's stumping you all, what trends you're embracing. Let me know. Send me that form and I will dig right in on a future episode. Until next time, everyone. and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends 
or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.